darling listener how are you this evening <laughs> you're probably thinking what's going on there then so i didn't i didn't announce myself halfway through my lovely theme tune the arrival of the queen of sheba of course because uh yeah i thought well how do you how do you announce the next piece of music or the first piece of music on the show tonight and um quite possibly the fame most famous opening bars of any classical piece of music on the planet so I'll have to back announce it just in case anyone's come in and said, what's she talking about? <laughs> was, of course, Beethoven's fifth. Uh, if we're going to give it the posh name, Symphony Number no. 5 in C minor, Movement Number no. 1, the Allegro. Oh, so Allegro Combrio. My apologies to the great maestro. So um, how are you this evening, dear listener? So um, I'm going to quick woo-woo moment for those of you that have been listening recently. I have confessed to my other dark secrets other than coming up here every Thursday night to entertain you with fantastic music. One of my other little hobbies is astrology. So if you've been feeling out of sorts today, sort of feeling a bit off, but you can't quite put your finger on it, it's because the moon's been void, of course, all day. <laughs> doesn't go back, it doesn't sort itself out until about half past nine tonight. So you've got a bit bit longer to wait. So um, moon void, of course, basically means every two and a half, three days, the moon is in no contact with any of any of the planets in the sky and therefore like nothing's happening. So what I would say, if moon is void, of course, if you've got something that you want to have happen, um, i.e. going on a, your first hot date with a new sort of potential new person, you're thinking, oh, this is the person for me. Don't go on a moon of void, void of course time because it is the nothing will come of this transit. So I would say... If you want that hot date to come to turn into something much more meaningful, then wait until Moon is is doing something and not void, of course. So how do you find out Moon void, of course? You just you just ask Uncle Google, click it in. Is the Moon void, of course, at the moment? And it'll tell you. And it goes void, of course, for a few hours, every two or three days when it swaps signs. That's my that's my little woo woo moment out of the way. <laughs> if my sons are listening, they're going to think we've been putting up with this for years. <laughs> And it's about time those people listening to Sid Valley Radio had a bit of it. <laughs> it has got to the point now where um, um, one of my sons is, uh, I won't say which one, because he'll just die of embarrassment, um, is, uh, 
he's starting a new job soon and he's sort of being given, uh, a, a, you know, when do you want to start? <laughs> so he's, he's pinged his old mother. When's the best time for me to start this new job, mum? <laughs> Don't tell him I told you, OK? It's our secret. Nobody else will know. <laughs> Anyway, Moon Void, of course. Look it, look it up. Having said that, if you if you if you're going if you're going to do something that you think I don't really want this to go anywhere, so let's let's say, for instance, you've been press ganged into going somewhere or doing something, and you know that if you're not careful, you're going to be sucked into it for the rest of your life. Just just book it in for a Moon Void, of course, time, and you know it'll come to nothing. <laughs> it works a treat. If you think I'm lying, honestly, just have a go. Just 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 humour me over the next few months. Just if you've got something that if things are already in train, forget it. It's it's it's, a, it's new ventures, new things that you know. If you think something's going to go somewhere, you want it to go somewhere. Just book it into a moon void, of course, and see what happens. It ain't going to. <laughs> so I'm going to move on now. Uh, I should, this is at this point now. I should I should probably play. Um, Something from the planet, shouldn't I? But uh, but I won't, cause I'm just not that. Uh, I'm not that obvious. I am sometimes, but not tonight. Let's have a bit of drama, just a tiny bit of drama. Some nice big drum beats here. A bit of drama because we are going to listen to the Sanctus from the Armed Man. Thank you. 
Oh, a bit of drama there from Carl Jenkins, the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Absolutely stunning piece of music. I have actually sung that. <laughs> not all the not all the bits, just my bit. The National Youth uh, Choir and Orchestra, the National Youth Choir singing with the, the Phil. Absolutely just brilliant. And um, oh, just sends shivers down the spine, doesn't it? It's just marvellous stuff. I'm trying to see who was uh, conducting that. So it's, it's coming along. Hang on a second, Mike Brewer, that'll be the guy. <laughs> So anyway, <clears throat> moving swiftly on. So um, I've, I did say I've sung that, and I sang that last year actually with um, the Extra Philharmonic Choir. I'm not a member of that choir because you have to audition, and although I, I can I can carry a tune mostly in a bucket, um, I sound great when I've got 50 other people behind me. <laughs> um, I can't. Uh, I couldn't sing with them because they because they audition, and I'm too chicken. I think I could probably pass it, but I'm just you know I'm just too chicken to do it. So I don't mind being invisible in the studio here because you can't see me but standing in front of a bunch of people and just singing and you know on my own uh, I'm, I will confess to being a bit of a, a bit of a, a wuss on that <laughs> but I did sing that last year and uh, which brings me back to what I was singing yes, um, not yesterday Saturday so because uh, my last show last week I did say to you I started the show didn't I with something from um, Barks Be Mine and Mass which I'd sung the previous Saturday and forewarned you that I was going to be singing uh, Verde's Requiem uh, the following Saturday, i.e. last Saturday, just gone. Now, I've never sung this Verde piece, this Verde piece at all. And I was thinking, oh, why am I going? Because it's just going to be a complete disaster. <laughs> and even though I'd been playing it in the office, sort of on a loop in the background, just to sort of familiarise familiarize myself with the music, I was still, you know, I was still feeling a bit, mm, what am I doing? Anyway, I was really quite pleasantly surprised. I was even more pleasantly surprised when the guy next to me, who is a member of the Extra Phil, said to me, are you sight singing this? And I said, well, yeah, I've never seen it before. He said, he said, God, blimey, he said. And he was really impressed that I'd managed to sight sing it. I mean, I didn't hit every note, but um, I, was, I was quite pleased with myself because I didn't know I could sight sing, <laughs> which sounds a bit stupid. But um, I think if I, can hear, if I can hear the tune and I can hear the key and I, and, and I hear the first note of, the, of the, the bit that I'm about to sing, I think I, and I'm pretty good at singing the um, spaces in between. <laughs> so I was quite pleased with myself. And I was really impressed, actually, because I actually managed to do it. So, um, so I wasn't, uh, and after my experience of the, the bark the week before, which I had sung in a previous life and I, I made a complete hash of it, I was really quite pleased with my little self, really. But there we go. I'm not bragging. I'm just relieved. <laughs> anyway, shall we have a bit more drama now? More, more of the swashbuckling kind. Buckle your swashes.
Pirates of the Caribbean, Klaus Badelt, the guy that wrote it, conducting the soundtrack orchestra. Did tell you there's a bit of swashbuckling going on there. So how else has your week been, folks? <laughs> well, there's been a bit. Should we talk about the weather? No, that's boring, isn't it? <laughs> no, it isn't boring, actually. This is, this is the beauty, isn't it, of living in uh, a temperate climate like ours. It, it does get warm in the summer, it does get cold in the winter and everything else in between. So uh, nothing too dramatic over the last few days, I'm glad to say. I think we've had far too much weather drama over the last couple of months. <laughs> Freezing cold, floods. Oh. Anyway, it's what it is. It's what it is. Um, let's have, now this is quite good actually, I've played this loads of times and if you're new to my show, listening to my show, you're more than, more than very welcome, in fact you are very, very welcome indeed and even if you are a stalwart listener that tunes in every week, you're also incredibly welcome but this is a great piece of music, this will get you going and I'll start to sort of bring it down in a minute but just the front end of the show is always a bit lively, this starts off quiet but don't be fooled.
great isn't it but they had you moving your feet or tapping the desk or whatever you were doing because i was <laughs> doing all of those things <laughs> dance on number two arturo marquez and that was played fantastically by the simon bolivar youth orchestra of venezuela under that uh, got great hair this guy gustavo dudamel got that sort of dark curly latin sort of hair just marvelous and i shall move swiftly on there before i work myself up into a lather you can't do that not on the radio <laughs> Not that you could see. Ah, moving swiftly on. <clears throat> I've sung this one as well. Thank you. 
Yep, I've sung that Domine Philly Unigenite by um, the wonderful Vivaldi from his uh, Gloria. And that was the lovely Sir John Elliot Gardner, fabulous singers, the Monteverdi Choir, and the English Baroque soloist, the boss said, I like this, what is it? So I told him, <laughs> he says, oh, it sounded a bit like Bach. It does sound a bit like Bach, but it isn't. So um, I got told off for dancing to that when I was singing it, and our choir master used to tell me off. <laughs> Because I was sort of, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't not move to it. So it's very hard to sing something. Because that's the thing about music, isn't it? I don't know about um, what gets you moving, but uh, there are certain things, aren't there? Depending on who you are and what you like and all the rest of it, and we're all different. But there are some pieces of music, aren't there? That once, once they're in there, you just can't sit still, or you can't not tap, tap it out either with your feet or your hands, or sometimes just dance around the kitchen. <laughs> it has been known. I do a lot of dancing around my kitchen. Hopefully, the neighbours don't look. Uh, what have I got now? Um, oh, I've got loads of piano in tonight, actually. In fact, <laughs> I was putting the show, the show together. I'm going to have to take a few piano pieces out because it was nearly all piano. So this this one is one such, but this is God, this is brilliant. Um, Marie Pereira is going to play um, the Impromptu in C Minor by Chopin. Now, I've got, just listen to this. And how many fingers does this man have? I think he's, he's got ten. <laughs> on each hand um, because how on earth do you play this quickly have a listen and see if you can keep up with him
Wow. Makes you wish you'd kept the lessons up, doesn't it? <laughs> There's a boy that uh, his mother obviously wouldn't let him go out and play football until he'd come in and done his arpeggios. Oh, just brilliant piece of music, that. Can't beat a bit of Chopin on the piano. Well, it wasn't him on the piano. He obviously wrote it. Um, Murray Pereira was playing. Absolutely brilliant. And, oh, I'd like to see that man in public just playing that, you know. Wasn't there a guy, isn't there a, isn't there a piano somewhere in London, one of the, the, um, one of the stations, and you can just go up and play it? <laughs> Imagine if Murray Pereira just plunked himself down there. Is it um, St Pancras? I'm not sure. Imagine if old Murray just plunked himself down there and knocked that out. <laughs> They'd have a crowd around him in minutes, wouldn't they? They'd probably all throw tuppence eight when you asked him into a, into a hat, thinking that he was some poor bloke that had fallen on hard times. Well, I hope he isn't on hard times. Not when he can play like that. Oh, dear, 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 dear. I'm, even I'm almost speechless, which is no good on the radio, is it? So let's carry on. How do you keep the boss happy? You play this.
well, that put me in the boss's good books. He loves that, of course. <laughs> Thank you. William Walton's Spitfire Prelude and Fugue, the Philharmonia Orchestra, they're doing a fantastic job. Doesn't say who the conductor is, pick one. Oh, that's a great piece of music. It gets the blood pumping, doesn't it? This is an interesting one. Do you remember when you were a kid? I'm talking to people d'un certain age now. <laughs> For all you youngsters out there, and I'm sure there's loads of kids listening to my show. Uh, but when we were kids, we didn't have Disney, the, the Disney Channel, where you could watch Disney wall to wall from morning, noon and night. Oh, no, 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 no. You had to go to the cinema if you wanted to watch anything. And bearing in mind, I was one of five in a family that was, you know, hardly loaded. We were working class than us up north. And um, so we didn't get the cinema very often. Um, so we had to rely on Disney time, which the BBC would put out on a bank holiday. And you'd get snippets of various bits of um, Disney films just to sort of keep you going. And this is one which, as I say, people of, of my generation might well remember. It's all very silly. It's, of course, uh, from Fantasia now. And do you ever remember those hippos with the tutus on? <laughs> and for kids that are thinking she's completely lost the plot, go and have a look at the film. There are hippos with tutus on dancing ballet to this. Thank you. 
Cincinnati, The Dance of the Hours, which was used in that wonderful film, wasn't it? A lot of classical music was in that wonderful Disney film, Fantasia. The London Festival Chorus there and Robert Ashley was conducting more piano music now. I did say I had a fair amount. Uh, did I take? I think I took a lot of it out. I think I've got, oh, I can't remember how many more I've got in there. Maybe just one. Yeah, maybe just, well, maybe, I, well, we'll get there, won't we? <laughs> I'm looking at the playlist thinking, maybe I've taken them all out. Anyway, here's one more. And I did, um, I did open the show with a member of our Holy Trinity. And that was, of course, Beethoven Mozart now with one that I used to be able to play. <laughs> Back in the day when I was having my piano lessons a thousand years before children and then they sort of more important things take over, don't they? But here we go. Um, Yeah. Piano Sonata number 16. Thank you. 
And that's a delightful little piece, isn't it? I used to be able to play that, but nothing like as well as Mitsuko Shida, who did a fantastic job on that. It is called Sonata Facile. So easy sonata. And to be fair, it, it is a fairly straightforward piece. But when something is that simple, to be able to play it like that and just get so much out of it, you've got to hand it to Matsuko, don't you? That's a fantastic playing of that. Uh, what have I got now? <laughs> I'm looking at that thing. What is that? Oh, I think it's, uh, I don't, I've got no idea. I've, put, I've got it on the list and I've, it's come up on my playlist. Oh, I know what it is. It's just, it's just struck me what it is. <laughs> I think, what is that? It's a song without words. That's probably what the problem was because it, did, it came up without, um, I, I, I sort of put together my playlist on my iPad and then I load it onto uh, the computer here in the in the studio. And, and this has just come up with just, you know, nothing in it apart from Daniel Barenboim, who is very, very good, admittedly. But it's like, what is that? So I just have to look at my other playlist. And it's Spring Song, which is a song without words by Mendelssohn, who wrote lots of songs without words. But um, here we go. Daniel Barenboim with this one, Song Without Words, which is actually Spring Song. And bearing in mind, it's been really quite mild, hasn't it, the last few days in terms of the weather? Because we had that really vicious cold snap. I say vicious. Nothing like as vicious when I was a kid, when we were living up north, as I said a minute ago, <laughs> up north. My mother did not have um, central heating until about 15 years after I'd left home. And so I grew up all the time without central heating. And I'm a complete softy now. I just, um, I get very sort of, oh, where's the, where's the heating? And I put the heating on. I'm a bit of a bit of a girl about that. And I've got hot water bottles and vests galore to keep, to keep me cosy, as you probably know. And I think I've waxed lyrical about uh, the best present I've ever had in my life was when my son, not Christmas just gone, but the one before, bought me an electric blanket. What a revelation that was. <laughs> I love it. And uh, you can take that from my dead little clutches, I can tell you. <laughs> I'm never going to be without an electric blanket now for the rest of my life. Anyway, how did I get onto that? Spring song. So, yeah, not, it's not going to be long now because if you noticed that... Um, it's getting quite light in the evenings as well and a bit lighter earlier in the day. And I know when I'm leaving the office now around five o'clock, it's not pitch black, which is lovely, which is nice, isn't it? And it's quite interesting because I'm, I've got some, I'm looking at my little courtyard garden. I'm waffling here because I'm, I'm so excited sort of doing something out there because um, even the weather's been so bad and it's mostly because it's been wet. And if, you, if you're working, um, like I do, a proper, you know, proper full-time job. Not that, not that part-time jobs aren't proper, but, you know, I mean, a proper full-time as in, you know, 40 hours a week or more, which I do. You know, you're limited to how much sun, you know, daytime you have, don't you? And so if you've got somewhere to be at a weekend and it's the one weekend where it's not raining and you missed a chance to plant out the bulbs in your pots, I have to say, I'm, I'm sort of dreading in a way... Um, spring because I haven't got any bulbs in my pots, which I did last year and it was beautiful when all my little tulips came up and all my little um, narcissus and everything. But I haven't got any of those. So I'm going to have to zip out to the garden centre and get myself some winter pansies or something because I've, I, was, I just did not have any time in November, you know, in autumn where it wasn't raining every weekend or in the limited time that I would have had available to go outside and and do me little pots so I shall have to just find another way to do some colour until a bit later in the spring and I can put up all sorts of other things anyway hope your garden's starting to show some shoots of spring here's spring song as I said that's how I got onto it wasn't it uh, I do go down a rabbit hole from time to time so um, I hope your garden is showing some signs of spring and in the meantime here is song without words spring song by Mendelssohn
Oh, it's a cute little number, isn't it? Daniel Barenboim playing that for us. So I'm <laughs> looking at this next piece, which is a delightful... I remember playing this piece on my very first show for Sid Valley Radio some... Gosh, how many years ago is it now? Six or seven years ago? Good grief. Feels only like yesterday. It's um, a piece by John Ireland. It's the minuet from his Downland Suite. And I've got a note on my... <laughs> I've got a note on my um, playlist, my, my one on my little iPad here that I put together, which says, don't crash the last chord. <laughs> so obviously at some point in the past, and probably every time I've ever played it, there's obviously, he, you think you've, he's finished and then he just plays another chord. So if there's a bit of dead air at the end of this, it's because I'm making absolutely sure that the piece is actually finished. <laughs> so I haven't disappeared or anything. I just don't want to spoil your enjoyment of this lovely piece, <laughs> which is going to be played for us by the Orchestra of the Swan. What a great name for an orchestra. The Orchestra of the Swan under David Curtis.
there, it's definitely finished. <laughs> Do you see what I mean about that last chord? You just think it's finished, then it just comes back with that lovely final chord. <laughs> and I'm sure I've crashed it on more than one occasion, but I did not want to spoil your enjoyment of that beautiful, beautiful piece of music. Orchestra of the Swan there, uh, under David Curtis, with that gorgeous Downland Suite by John Ireland. Third and final member of our Holy Trinity now. It's got to be Bach, hasn't it? Because we've played the other two. <laughs> got to love a Brandenburg concerto. Thank you. 
the Berlin Phil there under Herbert von Karajan with the Brandenburg Concerto number three. There were six of them, you know. <laughs> we'll just do with half. We'll go halfway today. Now, um, I know that one or two of my listeners do like uh, a bit of organ music. Uh, it's not my favourite, but I know one one of two of you do like it. So here's Albanoni's because we've got to keep the got to keep the uh, listeners happy. To be fair, this is a great piece of music, and I like it even though it's organ. I mean, having said that, this is a woman that sings in a choir, listens to a lot of organ music all the time. So I'm obviously talking complete and not a broken biscuit. So totally ignore me. I love organ music. Here we go then. Albanoni's Adagio for Strings and Organ in G minor. Classic piece of music.
just gorgeous Erico Sato on the organ there just beautiful the Orpheus Chamber Orchestra gorgeous stuff there what can I say I could say that Edward Brewer conducted a lot of them and didn't he do a great job should we play a bit of Grieg's Holberg Suite I think he wrote this on his honeymoon didn't he from memory if I remember rightly (laughs) you'd think wouldn't you have thought you'd have better things to do here we go the Gothenburg Symphony Orchestra under Nima Yavi Going to play the second movement, the Saraband, from that Holberg suite, just for you.
Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Something else coming up that's beautiful. And uh, I think I did swap this out because Lang Lang, I had this in as um, a piano piece, but it was originally a piece for uh, for two uh, two lady singers. And the two lady singers that are going to um, bathe your ears with delight this evening are Catherine Jenkins and uh, Kiri Takanoa. And this is a beautiful uh, serenade, if you like, a lovely duet from Dalib. And it's just a flower duet. And uh, and if you're thinking, I've heard that before, where is it? Well, that'd be the British Airways advert from so many years ago now, but just beautiful. And so you can hear these lovely ladies. Now, what they do, and they're singing about their flower girls, aren't they? They're, they're walking around a market and begging you to buy their flowers. And who wouldn't? Get a bouquet from these two.
Oh, who are you singing along with that? That was, I just think that's such a lovely piece of music. But that was um, Anthony English was conducting uh, Dame Kiri Takano and Catherine Jenkins along with the Philharmonia Orchestra in that duet. And off they go, those two ladies having sold their flowers. I hope you bought some. Bit of Schubert now. And uh, I'm always going on about how much I like him and everything else and... I love his Fifth Symphony and all that, but we're not playing this Fifth Symphony tonight. <laughs> We've got Francois Salk and Claire-Marie Legay is going to play his litany, which has been uh, scored this time for cello and piano.
Oh, it's gorgeous, isn't it? Just beautiful for this time of the night, just as we're sort of winding down a bit. As is this, and uh, I don't think, if, I think if, um, yes, I'm ending on two bits of film music, actually, funny. I don't think we've had anything else from the films. Oh, yes, we did. We had, um, didn't we have uh, Pirates of the Caribbean earlier in the show? So almost starting, but definitely finishing on film music. So this is one of my favourite fantasy films, all three of them. <laughs> you, you know what's coming. It's Lord of the Rings, of course. And this is The Breaking of the Fellowship, Howard Shaw's most haunting piece of music, I think, from this particular film. And... I think we hear Enya at the back end of it just, or I think it's a little boy, actually, it's not Enya, it's a little boy just singing. I can't remember his name, Charlie. It'll come to me. Anyway, just gorgeous. So you'll hear a bit of vocal at the end of it, this crystal clear voice, the breaking of the fellowship. Thank you. 
are clever people amongst you might have spotted that that was not Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that was the one I intended to end the show on. The end titles, funny enough, from the film Emma by Rachel Portman. But I think a bit of a technical hitch there. Might have been me. Might have been the gremlins in the machine. But sadly, um, I did not hit the right button or it just disappeared off into the ether anyway. I'm sure you enjoyed it. But this one is definitely... <laughs> definitely the breaking of the fellowship now I promise I'm not lying to you and all it remains for me to say is thank you again for joining me here on Happy Classics at Sid Valley Radio every Thursday night from 8 until 10 I hope you will join me next week for more of the same um, keep the boss happy make sure that I've done a good show I'm just looking at him and begging have I done a good show boss are you going to let me come back and play next week I'm getting the nod it's all good it's all good so I shall just disappear off now into the ether and a bit like my other tune did a minute ago and yeah I will leave you with Howard Shaw's breaking of the fellowship because we are breaking our little fellowship but only for a week see you next time Sid Valley Radio happy classics
Right way.